this? Drinking anything? No, should I be? Well, you're more than welcome to. It's part of the podcast. I'm drinking on a Merlot. Okay, it's so funny you say that because I was just drinking an IPA, so I feel like I have to go get it now. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) One second. Hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Pageants and Prosecco. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. And thanks for listening in. So that way we had another season. And with season two, my goals have been to expand and to reach more big current title holders running the pageant world right now. And of course, we have one on right now. Yashvi Aware, Miss Earth USA. I kind of wait for you guys to hear this episode, but first, let's learn more about Yashvi. Yashvi Aware is a clinical psychology doctoral student at George Washington University. She's fluent in Hindi and French and holds a bachelor's degree in science of psychology from the University of Maryland. She competed for the Miss Earth USA title in 2016 and placed top 10. And she talks about that on the episode, how she competed a few times to get to where she is now. And she supported the National Park Service as well as local parks and recreation through her state title. She was selected to travel throughout the Philippines for four weeks to represent USA at Miss Earth. And she walked alongside nearly 100 national delegates during pageant finals this past November. Throughout her reign, Yasvi has traveled extensively extensively in the United States and modeled for popular pageant brands like, you know, New York Fashion Week and supported environmental campaigns for organizations, including Climate Reality and promoting her platform, The Future is Green. She competes in pageants to help her grow and give back to others and to challenge her. Her definition of beauty, are you ready for this? Being confident, being intelligent, and of course, being compassionate. I cannot wait for you guys to listen to this episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Get your glasses. It's going to be good. And just learn more about how you can take care of the environment and this Mother Earth that we live on. We only get one. And we only get one life to live it. And so people like Yashvi are making a difference. And I hope you guys are inspired just like I was. Get your glasses, fill it up, and let's start sipping. I feel very honored. Thank you for having me, and congratulations on your second season. Thank you. And of course, with pageantries comes Prosecco and all things wine, and without it, we won't have a podcast. So (laughs) I know what you're drinking already, but I know it's not wine, but what are you drinking? Would you mind sharing with our listeners um, what you like to typically enjoy? Yes, I'm actually drinking an IPA right now. It's a type of beer, and the one I'm drinking is specifically from a local brewery in Virginia, and a lot of my friends call me a hippie because of this, but I love to support local businesses, and I love craft beer. It's so delicious, 
So that's why I always try to try different breweries that are close to me. But I really do also love wine. I like the really sweet wines because otherwise it's kind of hard for me to drink them. But I love Moscato as well as Sangria. And this is a pro tip. Costco has really good Sangria and it's really cheap as well. So you should definitely check out that Kirkland Sangria. <laughs> is it, wait, what is it called? It's just the Kirkland brand Sangria. Oh, Kirkland brand. Oh, okay. Huh. I gotta look into it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I rarely go to Costco. I go there for gas lately, but I I don't like, I get, there's too many people. It's too big. There's too many big items there. I know. And I can <laughs> never. kind of lost. I can never finish all of the food that I buy there. It just kind of sits there. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. And uh, for people who are curious about what's in my cup, I have a glass of Merlot, which is a red wine. I think you might like this one. It's on the sweeter end, and it can be sweet. Um, They also have white Merlot, too, which I think is kind of funky. But this one's really nice, and it tastes literally like blueberries. And I don't know. It's just very, it's a lighter blue kind of Kool-Aid drink. So you might want to try Merlot one day. Yes, I found that the red wines that are there, I can tolerate. So I might like that. You're right. <laughs> That's true. And I, whenever I tell people, because I know a lot of people like sweet wines, um, and they typically love Moscatos. But another type of sweet wine out there is a Riesling. And an, um, what is it called? Oh, a Gertz. It's called Gertz for short, but it's called like Gertzheimer. It's like 16 letters long. And that's from Germany. <laughs> and that's pretty much Germany, the Gertz, and the Riesling from, where are the Rieslings from? Oh, no. Oh, Germany. I think they're both from Germany. That's their version of a sweet wine. I've had the Riesling before, and I do like that as well. But I always, when I go to pick up wine, I always forget about it. But <laughs> that is a good one also. Yeah, it's kind of hidden. <laughs> hidden gem. How exciting is it to just hold that title? It really means so much to me because I actually won on my second try. I competed once in 2016 and I placed in the top 12 and then I competed again in 2018 and I won, but I completely wasn't expecting to win at all. So when they just kept calling my name over and over, I was so surprised and I really mean it when I say you always get the things in life when you least expect them. Yeah, I totally agree. So did you kind of like manifest the crown? Did you do anything um, in your pageant prep that was like mental work to head to the title when you're going to nationals? I definitely did. And um, for me, it was a mental and physical battle because I had ankle surgery prior to the pageant, very serious surgery. And I had only recently started walking on my own feet without crutches again. So, of course, wearing heels and walking on a runway, perfecting your walk and swimsuit and gown was so much work. And because of that physical work and limitations, I really had to focus mentally on what my goals were for this pageant. And I think because I was going into it a second time around, I had more confidence because I knew what was going on. And I knew that I all I had to do was be my very best. And hey, if it didn't work out a second time, it's fine. I'll move on. Would you have kept competing? I'm sorry? Would you have kept competing? 
I would have kept competing. And unfortunately, one thing that really motivated me was the fact that I was about to age out of a lot of systems, which I think is so ridiculous, but I get it. So I just turned 25 in August and I'll be turning 26, of course, in this coming year. So for Miss Earth, 26 is the cutoff for the international pageant. So I knew that this was one of my last tries. And if I really wanted this title and to represent the USA internationally and what it means to be a Miss Earth USA, I just had to keep trying until I could no longer try. At least Mm -hmm. in the last few interviews, Danny didn't win Miss Montana her first try. Yeah, a lot of people haven't won the title they have now in their first try. So I think that's always kind of good motivation for our listeners and for me to know just to keep going in that same system instead of like kind of bouncing around just perfect that craft of that system exactly and if you really believe in what the system values as well then it's important too because of course miss earth usa is all about the environment and advocating for that and that's something i really personally do care about so i knew that this system was my fit and it's so important when you're competing to find that system that really works for you and making sure that you would be a great representative for them and that's an organization that you would want to support you as well so that's why I stick around as well. I know the Miss Earth organization is very green friendly, but when you went to Thailand, you said that they, um, what did you say? They use paper straws? Yes. So they were using reusable straws um, or straws that are biodegradable. So paper straws, bamboo straws, as opposed to plastic straws, because those plastic straws, unfortunately, don't get recycled. They're not biodegradable. And it's really easy in beach towns and resort towns to just end up in the ocean and it can be really really detrimental to wildlife so I love seeing big businesses and entire cities make the move to be eco-friendly and it's something so small right it's just a straw but it can really make such a large difference so it's great seeing people being aware about that frankly and choosing the more eco-friendly option of reusable straws. That's so true. I didn't realize how big of a difference straws made until Starbucks came out with their um, initiative to get rid of straws altogether by like 20 something, 2020 or something like that. Right. And Disney is also going to be implementing that as well. So it's really great seeing that. And a lot of Marriott hotels and a lot of other high-end hotels in the U.S. also are making that move. And honestly, I think it's probably more economically friendly for businesses to do that because you don't have to keep spending the money to buy new straws. You can just reuse them or have cheaper ones. So I think it's great all around. What made you so interested in the ecosystem and getting involved with Miss Earth and trying to be more green-friendly? So I competed in Miss Earth USA for the first time in 2016, and at that time, I really wanted to develop a platform that was important and meaningful to me. So I started working with a National Park Service, and I think we're so lucky as Americans to have 
something like the National Park Service preserving our beautiful lands. And I don't know if you or any of the listeners have gotten a chance to visit national parks, but seriously, they're some of the most beautiful places in our country. And from the West Coast to the East Coast, you can really just see how vast the landscape in our country is. It's absolutely breathtaking. And so I really developed a passion for NPS. And one of the problems I really have is unfortunately, pollution left behind from visitors that come to their parks. So I started going to park cleanups and helping preserve these pristine natural areas. And I got involved with that. And then that led to me being part of other organizations locally. And most recently, I attended a conference in LA called the Climate Reality Project, which is led by former Vice President Al Gore. And through that, I networked and I met hundreds of people, people that are fashion designers looking to have clothing that's from recycled materials, such as plastics or consignment shop owners or people that are putting in reusable appliances in homes and solar panels in houses. So there's really a large scale industry, but so many people don't even know about it. And it just turned into this entire movement for me and Now I get to teach other people about it, especially kids, and hopefully change the way that they live and the way that they think, just like I was able to do over a span of a couple of years. I like that. I love that because a lot of people don't really, like I personally have not been to, have I been to a national park? I don't think I have, like a park park. I've been to national sites, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever been to like a national park. And that's kind of an interesting perspective on going green as opposed to other people might use like turning off the lights or saving water or something like that yes there's so many ways to be green but I think you just have to find a way to be sustainable because you know the things I do they might not be easy for someone else to do just starting out and there are some people that are just so green I look at them and I'm like there's no way I could ever be as green as you even if I tried So it's just about finding that balance and making small changes in your life, really. Okay. Well, I'm going to start going green myself because I don't think I do anything to reduce my carbon (laughs) footprint. And I kind of, I need to look into it because I know it's super important and it's important for the globe, really. Yep. It's important for our future. Even, you know, our generation, when we're getting older, we might really be facing the consequences because of this. Um, And when I traveled internationally, I saw that there are so many countries that they aren't able to combat that pollution. And you see trash in the streets and plastic bags and rivers. And you don't see that too, too often in the U.S. unless you're going to a really big city, you know, like New York City or something like that. But it's it's still out there. So a really easy thing to do is taking reusable bags with you to the grocery store having a reusable water bottle just really simple things like that that you should definitely look into okay I definitely I will I actually collect plastic bags (laughs) I think it's just a thing (laughs) but I have tons of plastic bags underneath my sink and so I guess that kind of works out (laughs) I think we all have that stash of bags under our yeah okay (laughs) I gotta do some more research into it but luckily you're on a podcast and you are able to increase my IQ Anything I can do to help, always here. So tell me more about your reign. You're about almost, what, three-fourths or halfway through your year? 
yeah what have you done it's what have you done so far yeah I've done so much I've um as I said before I traveled so much this past year in 2018 and I visited many schools so my platform really is the future is green and through that I really am working to educate people on living sustainably and how they can implement that so easily into their lives so with that I was able to speak to children um, elementary school age children um, and teach them about going green because they really think it's important to start early right you know if you start those habits early on you're just going to build on them and it it really sets people up to be responsible citizens so I've been doing a lot of that and then doing a lot of national park cleanups but unfortunately where I live on the east coast it's the middle of winter right now so there's really you can't go out to clean because it's like 11 degrees outside during the day so it's really hard and um so it's I'm holding off on the cleanups right now but I'll be attending a lot of glamorous events too which is really awesome you know because it's so funny with my title I spend a lot of time picking up trash and you know getting dirty planting trees things like that but then I get to do awesome things like attend New York Fashion Week so I got to do that in September of last year and then in February I'll be walking at New York Fashion Week um we have our very own show a Miss Earth USA show we're featuring our official sponsor Ashley Loren Pixton Mark Defang so very big designers in the pageant world and we have so many of our previous year's delegates coming back to walk in the show so it's gonna be really fun seeing everyone again and then of course uh April is a really big month for us Earth Day is in April, so we try to kick off a lot of events for that. We have many state pageants going on, Maryland, D.C., Virginia. The California pageant is then as well. And then that's all rounding up to our national pageant, which is going to be the last week in June in Las Vegas. And it's actually the first time it's going to be in Vegas because the past two years it's been held uh, right in my backyard in Washington, D.C. So a lot of things coming up in the next couple of months. It's super exciting. I love a good Ashley Loren dress. They're so gorgeous. <laughs> yes, they really are. And I got to visit her when she was in a, doing Atlanta Mart last September. So we got to see all of her new arrivals before they were even out there. So I felt really honored and lucky. And of course, she made my custom gowns for Miss Earth. So very lucky girl to have those dresses in my closet. Aww. So how do you are you planning on attending the state pageants or some state pageants yes so i'll definitely be at the dc and maryland pageants i'm not sure if i'll be at the virginia pageant it's in it's towards virginia beach which which is kind of far virginia is a very big state and then i will be attending the california pageant which is really exciting giselle boone is the director there and she's just so lovely and um I don't know about other ones right now, but as soon as they're popping up, I might be attending the Vegas one. So it's really cool that I get to do all these wonderful, exciting things uh, being Miss Earth USA. Did you ever see yourself, and I know you won, obviously, but did you ever see yourself as a national title holder? I did because, you know, that's what a goal that I worked so hard for. And I feel like if you don't see yourself in that position, then it's really hard to motivate yourself there. So I knew that this is what I wanted. And, you know, I worked really, really hard to get here. And I'm really proud of myself. But I'm also just really lucky 
And, you know, the year has been going by so fast. So I'm just trying to take in as much of it in as I possibly can. True. Do you have anything planned yet for Earth Day? So there's a local elementary school that I was actually invited um, to speak at because they're doing like a little graduation for the fifth graders then and doing a bunch of activities around the school. So I'll probably be hanging out with them and uh, I just love spending time with kids. So it'll be really fun. And um, I think I'll try to do a tree planting or so because by then the weather will be nice. So be on the lookout for that. I think tree plant tree plantings are so nice because it's a lasting impact and like you could just kind of watch it grow and grow. I did one when I was younger and it's just like an actual tree now. You're like, oh my goodness, like well it's not huge, but it's just like <laughs> wow, I did this what t- fifteen years ago and just to kind of see it just it's it's like your mark on the earth. I agree. And I'm so proud because I think I've planted over 50 trees in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. And I just know it's going to be so special when I drive by these places in a decade or two and see the trees. And then I was also I did something really, really cool when I was at Miss Earth in the Philippines. I got to plant a mango tree. Um, and that means a lot to me because I love mangoes. They're my favorite fruit. And they called it the Miss earth usa tree so i'll definitely have to visit that tree one day (laughs) well that helps transition to our next point which is of course miss earth and i watched a little bit of the competition online and you did a phenomenal representing the united states can i just say that thank you you are one of my favorite um title holders to watch and i've been watching title holders for some so many some years now but you did fantastic representing us thank you I that means a lot to me to hear you say that and it's a really big responsibility carrying the USA sash and honestly it meant so much more to me because I've talked about this a lot throughout my year but I'm a first generation American I wasn't born in the U.S. my family immigrated here so you know to represent my country my beautiful home the USA internationally it just meant the entire world to me and I did my very best in every way that I could to make my country and everyone else so proud so thank you so much for saying that oh well you definitely did what was one of the hardest parts about preparing for an international competition wow there's just I think the hardest part about preparing for Miss Earth was that it's about four weeks long that you're in the Philippines. So man, just think about it. Four weeks worth of clothes, shoes, and then of course you're across the world. So just thinking about your favorite snacks to bring, you know, so that they're easily accessible. That was a big thing for me, honestly. And I know it's such a silly thing to say, but I really did pack two boxes of Quest protein bars Mm -hmm. in my suitcase. I bought a 30-pack of Red Bull from Costco to take with me because, of course, you can get Red Bull in other countries, but it's just so easy to have it in your suitcase and not have to worry about going out to get it or something like that. But also just worrying about what wardrobe you would wear to which events because we had so many events, dinners with sponsors and then photo shoots and then swim suit shoots so keeping track of everything I think I had five pieces of luggage so if you can just imagine trying to stay organized with that there was just no way even my roommates like Australia was my roommate Poland Panama 
it's so funny because I feel like we each had five of our own suitcases in our hotel rooms and towards the middle of the competition no one really knew where their stuff was there was just no way to stay organized how do you how do you like begin to even pack for something that long I know I overpacked for like a two-day excursion so did you definitely like overpack like you know what I could have left three of these suitcases behind you know I no I didn't overpack and I do the same thing where I overpack for two-day trips but I really there's no way you could have overpacked because somehow I had enough clothes but so many girls have told me that they had to end up reusing outfits which of course there's nothing wrong with doing that but I was afraid that I wouldn't have enough clothes to last 30 days so my mom went shopping too and she loves shopping of course so this was just an excuse for her to go shopping mm-hmm. and she bought me a ton of things and then the California director Giselle she coordinated with a designer in the Philippines Alfie who dressed me there as well and then I had a lot of wardrobe sponsored by Ashley Loren so of course I had that too and then I had some of my own personal wardrobe so there was definitely no way you could have overpacked for this trip. <laughs> okay. That's one thing I always wondered is like, can you overpack for a pageant? Sometimes, yes, if it's in your city. But can you overpack? Yes. How, how, how can you even start to pack for a month-long vacation? You can tell I probably haven't been anywhere for that long. But like, <laughs> how can you even like pack? And I want to know, how did you manage to stay mentally strong for a whole month and physically fit for an entire month? <laughs> wow, very loaded question. So I, I honestly, I had my shoes planned, right? Your basic heels. And I tried to make things versatile so I could use this shoe with multiple outfits. At, I feel like at that point in time, that's all you can do. You have to find pieces that are versatile and you could change up the blouse with a different top with a different pair of skirt or something like that. So I did that. And then I also tried to outline at best okay this is what I'll wear to breakfast in the morning this is what I'm gonna wear to dinner in the evening and then this is a cute outfit I can wear for whatever we do during the day so kind of like for each basically for each meal basically I figured out what I was gonna wear and then I could always change pieces up if I had to and then of course jewelry now you're gonna have like an entire box of jewelry I can't even tell you how much jewelry I had it was ridiculous by the end of my time there I was I had brand new pieces of jewelry that I bought and I hadn't worn. So I just started giving it to my friends. So I was like, guys, this is from me. I hope you enjoy it. Aww. I don't want to take it back with me. So that was my little souvenir for them. And then, yeah, it's definitely really hard just staying strong in general for a month long. And I think um, Andrea knew who was Miss Earth USA a couple of years ago and she won an elemental title at Miss Earth. She said that it's, not a sprint it's a marathon at miss earth and it's very true so just every day you have to start fresh and for me it really was it was so important for me to be at miss earth it was my first international competition and it meant a lot to me but really you just have to think about it this way you're only there for that competition for one month you're only in the philippines for one month and the pageant for one month, and then you're going to go home, and it's going to be back to regular life, you know, so that's what really kept me going, just knowing that this is what I worked so hard for, it was a dream come true, I was so lucky to be there, and after the competition ended, I knew I was just going to go back to being regular Yashvi, which there's nothing wrong with, but of course, as you know, pageant life is a lot different than regular life, 
Mm-hmm. True. Oh yeah. Okay, and then how did you say uh, physically stronger, just in straight? Yes. So as Miss Earth USA, John Anthony Morris is my fitness sponsor, and he's won multiple swimsuit awards at Miss America. He's the official sponsor for Miss DC USA, and then of course the past two Miss U- USAs that were from DC, they were all trained by him. So he's kind of a big deal and I was lucky to have him sponsor me and he taught me a lot of workouts that I could just do at home in my room where I wouldn't need equipment so that was really awesome and then of course as I mentioned my 30 pack of quest bars really helped me along too because when you are working hard for you know 15 hour days sometimes you just gotta have something to snack on And it was also really hard to stay fit in the Philippines because every morning we had like a continental breakfast. So there was just so much food and desserts and they really spoiled you with that. So it was tough to stay in shape. But I also went to the gym a lot when I was there because we'd stay at these really nice hotels. And um, we as a group, I would go to the gym with some girls that were in my group, like Miss netherlands or czech republic we'd all just go to the gym together and that's kind of how we unwound at the end of the day i feel like it'll be so hard for me to stay in shape like i'll probably go there super fit and then after like two weeks i'm like gorging out on all this food <laughs> and you're like, oh, yes really in shape. it was it was a struggle i'm not we had to work hard you know for sure to stay in shape because they really do spoil you with the food And also, I feel like, you know, when you're not home, it kind of feels like you're on vacation, regardless of whether you actually are or not. This wasn't really a vacation, right? I had to work every day and do something or some activity. But um, I feel like when I'm doing that, I kind of just want to pay out and eat whatever I can. But you have to remember you're there for a pageant, so you still have to be healthy and stay on track with that and keep exercising anytime you get, even if you're sleep deprived, you got to make that sacrifice. True, true, true. What would be your top three pieces of advice for anyone considering the Miss Earth system? And, well, I'll just start from there. Top three pieces of advice for a potential contestant. Sure. So number one would be do your homework. You should definitely know the system you're about to compete in, uh, regardless of which system it is. And then number two would be to be active in your community because at Miss Earth USA, they really want title holders that get out there and are spreading the message of living sustainably in their communities because that's such a big part of Miss Earth. That's literally the basis for this pageant is it's an environmental event. And then number three is um, just be yourself and don't try to be someone you're not. And that's just general pageant advice, I think. Because I've just found my own experience when I'm trying too hard and I'm just so concerned about being perfect and winning, really, that's when you do the worst. But when you go in and you're just being yourself and, you know, trying your hardest from your heart, that's I feel like that's when I do the best. So those are my three pieces of advice. So then my next question to follow up would be, what advice would you give the next title holder? Wow, I have so much advice to give, but I think the most important piece is um, to 
I think one of my really good friends told me, instead of saying that you have to do something, say that you get to do something because there are so many events throughout the year. And if you're in school and you work, it gets, it gets really tiring. And especially at Miss Earth, you always have to be on and happy and smiling. And of course you should be because you're representing your country. So this is a really big deal and you should be ecstatic. But sometimes it can be overwhelming. So just know that it's an honor for a year and a privilege to be Miss Earth USA and to just cherish it because one day you'll realize that the small things were really the big things in your life and you don't want to have any regrets. I like that. The small things are really the big things in your life. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So um, can you talk to us about your journey to the crown and kind of break it down. What, what did you do? Like what, what did you fit? What did you actually do to prepare yourself for the crown for Miss earth? As far as we know your mental work, but did you, did you journal? Did you write post-it notes? Can you kind of just break down your day-to-day pageant prep heading to the title or to competition? Short. So my competition to Miss Earth USA or to Miss Earth? To Miss Earth. Okay. So it's really important to stay organized. And I'm the kind of person that writes in my planner and has notes in my phone set up. So I had my planner that Andrea, my successor, so kindly gave to me. And in that, I would write down everything that I needed to do for the day. So I would literally write down, okay, wake up at 7.30, work out with John, come back home, and then what are we going to do? So I also had my interview prep sponsored by Jackie from Commit to the Crown, who was our national sponsor. So I would have some Skype sessions with her as well that I would have to write down. So I think the most important thing was, as you can probably tell, staying organized And then there's a lot of prep that goes into wardrobe, like we were talking about previously, like what pieces you have to take for which events. And then another thing that was really big for me was um, just figuring out how I want to convey my platform to people. Because at Miss Earth, you have to understand it's in another country and Uh, there are people there that might not have English as their first language, especially a lot of the title holders as well that are coming and representing their countries. So you want to be able to say what you want to say with the least amount of words as possible and just be super effective in that communication. So working on my communication skills, that was also really important. And then I would spend a lot of time trying to um, find events that I wanted to be part of because I was still Miss Earth USA. So when I competed internationally, I wanted to have some experiences that I could talk about because that's so important. You can't just show up to pageant and have these grand ideas, but not really have anything to show for them. So I really just detailed everything that I did. I literally quit my job because that's how much Miss Earth meant to me. And I wanted to give all of my focus onto Miss Earth and uh, my journey there. And so it was really just all about seeing organized in my planner, really. And I recommend that for any pageant, anywhere, and just life in general. Get a planner and stay organized. I started using a planner in 2017, so last two years ago. And I was like, oh, my God, this is such a good idea. It's a yearly planner, but it breaks it down by weeks. 
And that's helped me really stay Mm -hmm. organized myself. Yeah, I didn't really, I saw people using them before and I was like, wow, I wish I could be that kind of person, but I just can't. (laughs) And then life started getting really busy, you know, with work and school and everything. And then I was like, I think it's time for me to be that kind of person. And then I picked it up and now I can't really live without it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Um, So for just like a general question. So how did you, how would you able to financially support yourself if you quit to pursue the crown for your job? Yes. So I was actually going to stop working anyways, because I was supposed to be starting school. So as we all know, pageants are super expensive, even though I had so many things sponsored for me, there were a lot of other personal things that I provided for myself that I had to pay for so luckily I was really fortunate that I saved up a lot because I I know how expensive pageants can get Mm -hmm. so I saved up a lot and then fortunately my parents were there to support me as well I'm just super lucky that they've been on this journey with me and there for me so I honestly couldn't have done it without my parents and the fact that I had tremendously saved up in anticipation for this pageant that's so smart getting a budget together super smart yes and you know all of my friends say the same thing too they all are veteran competitors and they know how expensive things can get so a lot of my friends also pick up part-time jobs in addition to their full-time jobs so if you have the the strength to do it maybe that's what can help and then a lot of people I know will sell their old gowns and wardrobe to help fund new wardrobe too so that's always a good idea that's what I try to do is sell my old dresses. I think that's a nice little side hustle. Yes, but it can be hard sometimes. I always, I feel like I have difficulty selling my stuff. It's really hard trying to sell a dress that's kind of outdated or out of season or used a lot. But mm-hmm. what I found success in is trying to sometimes sell it super low to someone looking to go to prom for cheaper uh, or for a cheap right. dress going to prom. Yes. So when it comes to just beauty pageants as a whole, what brought you to the industry? What brought you to even saying, you know what, let me just do it and competing for Miss, what was it, Miss Teen Maryland? Miss Maryland Teen USA was my first pageant ever. Okay. What brought you to the idea of even wanting to compete? Like, what drew you in? So I was always watching Miss Universe as a little girl with my mom we would always watch it and we're Indian so pageants are really big in India too (laughs) so I loved it and I just always looked at the screen and I wanted to be like one of those beautiful confident women you know but I never thought I could be and I was super shy and insecure growing up so then I made a promise to myself that when I got my braces off in high school, I would enter my first pageant and just try this dream of mine. And then when I was 17, I got my braces off and then I tried my first pageant, Maryland Teen USA. And I think there were like 64 girls that year and I placed second runner up in my first pageant ever. And it was just so amazing. And I felt like, wow, I'm finally good at something a sport of some kind so then I got hooked (laughs) after that and then I just kept competing and then I became a miss and now here I am finally towards the end of my pageant career (laughs) and I finally won Miss Earth USA my first national title so that was really just a culmination of so many years of hard work and persistence 
So are you giving us an insider exclusive saying that you're going to retire after this? <laughs> yes, I might retire. I'm going to turn 26 this year and I recently became engaged. So I think I will be retiring also because I really I put off school this year. I was starting a clinical psychology doctorate program and I put it off this year for Miss Earth and I just don't think I could afford to miss out on another year of school for pageants. So I think it's time for me to focus on my career and my personal life and move on and maybe retire. Aw, well congratulations on getting engaged. That's so exciting. Thank you. Thank can, you. Can you tell us the story? Um, how did you meet him and how did he propose? <laughs> oh my gosh sure it's so funny because I'm such a romantic and I never thought this would happen but um so it's just really crazy but we actually met on a dating app for Indian people it's the most unromantic thing ever I'll but <laughs> it's 2018 and that's how it happens these days yeah and literally like there's honestly there's no other way I could have met someone that fit all the criteria of things that I wanted, you know, because come on, I'm a pageant girl. There's like a million things I wanted in a guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So I found him. And um, so he proposed to me at the Lincoln Memorial because Ooh. that's where we had our first kiss. Aww. So he blindfolded me and all of our friends were there. And I walked up the steps and um then I took my blindfold off and I opened my eyes and he's down on one knee and it was so funny because it was a Friday at seven o'clock or something so usually at Fridays there's not that many people at the memorials and the monuments but I opened my eyes and there's like 30 tourists just standing there staring at us so it was like the funniest thing ever just seeing all these people so I was like he was like will you marry me and I was like yeah of course and then I just turn around and I see all of our friends. And then I see, like, 30 tourists taking pictures of us. And it was, like, the craziest thing ever. But it was really awesome. And I'm super lucky and happy. And, of course, the ring I wanted was exactly what I wanted. So that's always a plus. Is it big and sparkly enough? <laughs> yes, it's very big and sparkly. And it's a pear-shaped diamond, which I just think they're so classy and so very in right now. So I got lucky. Ooh. Oh, we got us some pictures. I want to see. <laughs> yes, I haven't been sharing too much about it on social media because I know people think that, you know, as a pageant girl, you must be really just out there and letting everything about your life just be on display and showing people what you're doing. But I'm actually a really private person and I don't like to post too much about my personal life aside from the volunteering I do and stuff like that. So I try not to post too much about it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can understand. I understand. A lot of people are kind of hmm, judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking back at your reign in like five years, what do you think will be some of your top accomplishments? So, I really think my accomplishment will just be being at Miss Earth and representing the USA. That's already such a big accomplishment for me. And then also one really big part of the legacy that I want to leave this year as Miss Earth USA is the straw initiative that I spoke about a little bit um, last time where I was mentioning that I will be raising funds for USAID, which is a U.S. organization that helps provide aid globally and helps a lot of people gain access to clean drinking water. So I'll be selling 
reusable bamboo straws engraved or Miss Earth USA. And all of the proceeds and the funds will go to support USAID and their mission. So I really want that to be my legacy because it's something I'm really passionate about. And hopefully I can continue working with the Miss Earth USA organization and continuing that partnership with USAID. Because, of course, who doesn't want custom engraved reusable straws? That's so in right now. So hopefully we can keep on doing it. That's such a good idea. I never even thought about it. Like having a reusable straw that's engraved, that's probably like a real nice business. You're probably onto something there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I swear being eco is really in right now. So there's a lot of businesses that are popping up because of that and just so many things related to it it's a really big industry because people realize how much waste we're creating and a lot of the reason why we're creating so much waste is because we don't have alternatives so i mean i don't blame people for using plastic bags they're so cheap right mm-hmm. reusable bags like five dollars sometimes so i get it but when we start having more alternatives we'll start seeing a difference so i'm happy about that I think people are also kind of going green because they're seeing some of the negative effects of, you know, past generations on the earth, like as far as like smog and the waste and global warming. I know that's all just a, a, a cause or an effect to what's been going on in the past as far as not taking care of the earth to begin with. And now we're kind of seeing it. Exactly. And I think social media has really helped get that message across too, because it really has showed people about the different kinds of climate change, the changes that are happening in other parts of the world that we might not regularly see because we're not there, or the different uh, changes in pollution in the oceans. So it's really opening up our eyes a lot more. And you can spread a message on Facebook so much quicker than they could do 50 years ago so it it really has helped so much yeah that's true social media has definitely like brought us all together you're definitely right about that (laughs) so one thing that you mentioned was you were born in india and you're a first generation um american is that the right term Yes. So I think technically I'm not a first generation American because I wasn't even born here. Oh, true. So because I think that's what it means. Like, I think to be a first generation, you had to have been born here. So but I came here when I was like three. So I guess you you can say it either way. But yeah, very accurate. Indeed. Well, we'll just give you that. What is something that a lot of people who are born in America and kind of have years and years and generations and generations of family in America. What is one thing that we fail to realize about immigrants and immigration and people coming to America? I think people fail to realize that we're, as immigrants, we're just people trying to make a living, get by, have families that live good lives, children that are educated, that can be responsible citizens and give back to society. That was the reason why my family moved here. And I know that's why so many people move here to have a new opportunity. And I can understand why people that have been here for generations forget that. Because you forget the struggle that the in the initial generation made to get by. And when my parents came here, English is not their first language. They had to learn an entirely new language. 
how things work, driving, careers. They had to figure all of that out. And then I remember when I was applying to college, my parents didn't know anything about that really because they went to college in a completely different country uh, where it wasn't nearly as expensive as it is here. So there are just so many things we're trying to figure out. Um, so which is why I have a spot, soft spot for immigrants, of course, because I am one. But uh, really, I think people should realize that we're just trying to be like the rest of us and get by and live a healthy life and give back to our communities. Yeah, and just trying to make life better. Like people wouldn't have left someplace if it was all peaches and cream. You know, they saw a better opportunity. Exactly. No one wants to leave the place they've called home for the majority of their life, the place where their entire family is, the place where they speak the same language and the people look the same as you. That's one of the most difficult things to do in a person's life. And I think people got to start realizing that how difficult that even the thought of moving to another country is. Yeah. I need to get out more. I know just like being in America, we're kind of like spoiled and entitled and we don't see um, just different cultures. Like I really don't, I see different cultures. Yeah, obviously, but I never am immersed in other people's cultures. I don't necessarily know their thinking, their lifestyles. Like I need to, I need to go travel. <laughs> yes. I mean, not even for that, but I just feel like everyone needs to experience something, really get out of your comfort zone and try something totally new and, you will be so just fortunate for that experience. So I recommend that for everyone. Okay. I got to figure out where to go first. <laughs> so save up first. So do you like to read? Do you enjoy read reading? I do. So I'm actually trying to finish reading all of the Harry Potter books right now because I never really got into it as a child. But everyone I know talks about it a lot. So I was like, you know, I have some free time right now. Let me try and read Harry Potter. And I'm on the fourth book right now, The Goblet of Fire. And it's pretty good. I'm going to say I do like the movies more. I'm more of a visual person. But uh, it's a nice read. You know, The Goblet of Fire was my very first Harry Potter book. I didn't start on book one. (laughs) I started on the fourth one. Oh, no. And you still understood everything? I actually got... (laughs) I actually got kind of scared, and I had to stop reading it. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. I don't know what part I got scared on. I just remember him being underneath the staircase, I think. Is that in that book? (laughs) I have no idea. I just started reading the fourth book, so I'm not that deep in. Okay. I I never really finished it or started any of the other ones. I just remember I was super scared, and for some reason or another, I just stopped. (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty cute do you have um another uh, a book recommendation for our listeners so I've been hearing a lot of great things about Michelle Obama's new book and that's my to read book so as soon as I'm done this Harry Potter book I'm gonna have to pick up a copy and see what it's all about I just love the Obamas they're so amazing for a million reasons and just I can't wait to read this book and gain some of her wisdom. I know. Same here. I actually had a book. I got it for my mother for Christmas and she got it one for me for Christmas. So there's two copies at the house. Nice. Oh, I wish you were close and I could just read your copy. <laughs> what? I get your own and help her um, come up. But it's like one of the best selling yes. books of the year. So it has to be something in there. 
yeah exactly i swear it's it's probably life-changing and i can't wait and i need to open mine up too well do you have anything else you would like to leave our listeners with oh actually i do like to ask people do you have any um positive affirmations you tell yourself or a positive quote that you would like to leave our listeners with so i i don't know if you watch friends but there was this one episode where I think Joe or Chandler was listening to these tapes to help him stop smoking cigarettes, but somehow the tape got switched and it was just a woman repeating over and over, you are beautiful and some other things like that, like positive things like that. So whenever I feel like I'm down or I need some motivation or support, I always just look in the mirror and say some cheesy things like that to myself. And it really does just make you feel so much better about yourself. It makes you feel more confident. So if you ever need that, just keep it simple and just talk to yourself. And I think you are your own best hype man. So keep that in mind. You know, self-talk is something that a lot of people who are high achievers say that they do often oh really Mm -hmm. and they refer to themselves as the third person like they say their name Mm -hmm. like you can do it adam you could do like a lot of high achievers say that they have that self-talk with themselves like an actual conversation cool nice so you might be on something we might see you in five ten years as some amazing woman making boss moves and be like, oh, that's because she does our self-talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you're 100% right then. <laughs> I am. I can see into the future. I can tell. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us today on Pageants and Prosecco. I hope you have an amazing rest of your reign. I cannot wait to watch it. If it's as good as the first half, I hope it's even better in the second half. I know you have done so much for the community and for the Miss Earth United States system and organization and kind of bringing it um like increasing the presence to it so i'm really really happy for you glad to talk to you and get to know you better and to see to see you i think i do a lot of like social media stalking with pageant title holders (laughs) so to see them in person or not see them in person to talk to them in person and just to uh, hear their voice and get in their head is one of my main goals for this podcast especially going into season two so it's been a great time talking to you and i can totally see why the crown is on your head thank you you are so kind and i just wanted to say thank you for inviting me to be on pageants of prosecco and congratulations again on season two i really enjoyed being on this podcast and sharing what i've been doing as miss earth usa my platform and what the organization is all about and lastly if you are all interested in competing being a part of this organization we have so many divisions um, for little children preteens uh, teens miss of course the Ms. category and we also just started the mrs category so we have something for everyone um, and if you want to be part of the tribe as we call it And once again, thank you for having me on. And it's really awesome that you're able to do a podcast like this because I didn't know about this before, but now I can't wait to listen to the rest of your podcast and learn about some of my personal favorite title holders as well. (laughs) How can people uh, reach out to you on social media? 
Sure. So you can find me on my official Instagram, which is Miss Earth USA, as well as my Facebook page, which is Miss Earth USA. And then my personal Instagram and Facebook is Yashvi Aware. That's my first and last name. So Y A S H V I A W A R E. And let's be friends. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Ashby. Thank you.